held tight like the springs his father used to use in his work. He felt a brief moment of triumph, and then a cry rose behind him. A surge of bodies like a parting sea shoved him roughly to one side, and in his confusion, Bayo turned toward the tumult instead of away. A pole made hard contact with his shoulder. Bayo reeled away in pain, the initial impact unleashing a hot epicenter of jagged spasms. A breath later, a foot found his, stomping down hard. He couldn't see where the edge of the mass lay now. Struggling to get back into the flow of the protesters and fighting the rising panic and irritation at his idea to go through instead of waiting for them to pass, Bayo tried to let the crowd push him with them. Finally, an opening appeared. Bayo slithered through the bodies as if he were liquid, darting between shoulders and signs, clutching his bag close to his stomach. He burst out of the human den and into the center of the square, aiming himself at Sharon Tower to the south to orient himself again. One quick glance to catch the direction of the mob, and Bayo darted off toward Carino Avenue and the cafe that awaited him. He hoped for coffee. His shoulder throbbed. That was going to leave a mark. Cafe Maya was a small, cramped place. Indeed, much of San Marian's many cafes and bars and dining places boasted the same, often in old buildings or below them, always smelling of sunset stone, whatever wares they sold, and sweat as often than not. The imported cypress tables were well-polished and well-used, and it was lit by warm brass lights that cast a yellow glow across the small dining area. Coffee and tea and small baked items sprang into being behind a wide, curved bar, just as well-polished and well-used as any of the tables. Most of the places to sit sat only two or three comfortably. Only one window seat was available, and it was at that small table Bayo's acquaintance sat. His espresso cup empty and crumbs and bits of rosemary from what appeared to have once been an egg tart, littering a small plate like shrapnel. Tarn Suzette looked up as Bayo approached, his face full of vague disapprobation. His iron hair was as thick as an adolescent's drawn back from his face with pomade that left it in waves. His eyebrows remained as black as Bayo's, though, with Tarn's carefully kept mustache somewhere in the middle, having not yet made up its mind of how far to age. I beg your pardon, Mr. Suzette. Bayo said, reaching out his hand to shake Tarns. An involuntary wince came along with the handshake. There is a protest in the square, and I'm afraid they caught me up. Literally, it appears, Suzette said, noticing Bayo's wince. He motioned to the seat across from him. Do sit down. I apologize for not waiting for you to order something. It took quite a long time to get into the city today, and I was rather famished. Bayo sat, smiled, and settled his camera bag and portfolio on his lap. Small talk Suzette wanted, so small talk Suzette would get. Bayo rolled up the sleeves on his linen shirt, fastening them with their toggles. His arms welcomed the small movements of air on his damp skin as he saw Suzette take momentary note of the tattoo that covered the expanse of his left forearm. The weather is quite fine today, though I imagine I would have found it a bit cold if I hadn't run into such a crowd. Bayo gave Suzette his most winning grin. He let the protest be the reason for the lateness. It was as good an excuse as any.
A young server came to take his order, and Bayo ordered a strong coffee over sweet milk and a Sanmarian specialty he'd grown quite fond of, a crescent bread stuffed with smoked oysters and sharp cheese with a sunny-side-up egg served atop it. Suzette watched the retreating server with disinterest, then turned back to Bayo, face neutral. A protest, you say? Did you happen to note who they were? Bayo chose his words carefully. They had signs, but they didn't look familiar. He shrugged, the gesture practiced as the lie. Never let your politics show in business, Irena had warned him when he'd been preparing to move to San Marian. She had been frantic at first when he told her his plans. Still, she refused to tell him why. She had retreated to her room. She'd insisted on the smallest guest room, even after Bayo's father's death, something that had endeared her to Bayo, even when she showed him no particular inclination of care or love in those early days. And after several days of barely speaking to him at mealtimes, she seemed to resign herself.